0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Hamilton Trained Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Jared Hamilton. If you're not very familiar with these parts of the internet, um, if you're a podcast veteran, thank you so much for returning. I really appreciate it. Um, so today's episode is going to be a really cool one. Um, this one's quite, quite a bit different than normal. So, uh, before we get into it, I want to get a, give a big thank you to my official sponsor Flex Pro Meals. I know I say this most podcasts, but, uh, I'm telling you guys having Flex Pro in my back pocket has been one of the most beneficial things I have done for my day to day as far as my nutrition, because I'm sure like you, my day to day -day can be really unpredictable. Stuff happens, can come up. I'll make something and then like late the next day, it's like, oh, I don't feel like eating chicken again or whatever, but I still have my goals around fitness that I want to keep in check. But I also like food that tastes good. So FlexPro pro literally sends me meals every single month that I keep on deck in my fridge for when days are just crazy and chaotic. And I would normally smash a drive through, but this way I can keep in check with my, my goals and my nutrition and stuff like that. So if you're into that kind of thing, definitely check out the show notes. Um, go to flexpromeals.com and you can use my code HamiltonTrained and get 20% off of your first um, order of meals, So, uh, which is pretty dope. So now, as far as today's episode goes, um, it's going to be a really good one. So I am interviewing my friend and client, Terry Lynn. So um, I'm going to keep this short because I want her to do most of the talking, but I wanted to get Terry Lynn on the podcast because of how far she has come in her journey, not just from a fitness and fat loss perspective, but as an entire person perspective. She is no, by no means the same person she was a year ago mentally. Cause the things with Terry Lynn is I use her as an example a lot um, because when Terry Lynn and I started working with each other, Uh, she was, she was wanting to lose fat like normal, like, like most people, but she was only eating like a thousand calories a day. So she, on top of normal hurdles of like doing your own inner work and changing your perspective and the way you think and your identity and all that stuff, she had to like get out of the headspace of being scared to eat because like I said, she was only eating, legitimately 800, 900,000 calories a day, but still wanted to get leaner. So we had to reverse diet her where over time we added calories back to her day to day. And she ended up, you know, getting her calories close to 2000 calories a day and got leaner. Right. But that wasn't an easy transition. You, you'll you hear her talk about it where it was scary. To be honest, if you're coming from a place where you've always starved yourself and barely eaten, but yet you have more fat loss, you want to happen. It can be really scary adding calories back because you know that like it almost feels awkward. It's like, wait, I'm eating more, but I'm going to lose more weight and and whatnot. But not just that, but Terry Lynn is a picture perfect example of what the whole world of dieting from the inside out or the psychology of fat loss is like I'm telling you everything from uh, questioning old beliefs, handling your own inner gross stuff, journaling, meditating, inner child work as it relates to all this stuff. It's interesting because we approach this with the gateway of fat loss right? This is what happens with most people I work with is we approach this game in the world of fat loss and fitness and health and nutrition, right? But then because what we, we fix in that realm, like your relationship with food, how you view yourself, conquering old stories, all your other stuff in your life gets better, right? It's like the old, the old term. Uh, I don't know if it's an old term. I use it a lot. Um, if you pee in part of the pool, you pee in the whole pool, right? It's gross, but it's, it's you know what I mean? it's the same thing with this. If you fix your inner world around fitness, nutrition, and weight loss, as it relates to who you are as a person, your identity, your beliefs, your thought process, your marriage happens to get better. Your life happens to get better. Your work gets better. Your kids relationship, Every, everything gets better because when you pee in part of the pool, you pee in the whole pool. So Terry Lynn is just a picture perfect example of how all this can happen. And cause there's one thing with me telling you all this stuff, right? But it's like Jared, you're the coach. You're supposed to say this stuff, but one of my favorite things to, to do is get like my clients that have done the work themselves and are just walking testimonials around this stuff that, uh, that way you can see it real life and hear it from their perspective. So, uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's a longer one, but I think you are going to enjoy it and I'm going to get her on the line. Well, we are live. Thank you again. Terry Lynn so much for doing this. Like I really appreciate it. Cause I know this isn't always very comfortable to do, but I really appreciate you doing this. So,
1: Oh, I am thrilled to do it. And uh, right out of the gate, I'll tell you, thank you because (laughs) seriously, I, I can't start any conversation about this stuff without giving you all kinds of credit because honestly, like I thank you for not just recognizing that there was this connection between psychology and fat loss, but stepping out and in making yourself available to people like me who were suffering and had no idea they were even suffering, and you I just basically came and busted me out of prison—I <laughs> had no idea I was even in there. <laughs> I'm just super grateful, and I can, I, and I always have to start there because I, my life has transformed, and I'm, I'm just—I owe it a lot of it to you, and and the work we did, and I'm just excited to talk about it.
0: I love it. Well, and that's the thing is, I think most people don't know they're suffering, like and this is why i hate having like i half the time don't ever have notes because things like that come up that like we could we might miss but like i think that's a big piece is no most people don't know they're suffering like uh it's the really fucked up part about conditioning whereas if you've been conditioned to something long enough it feels normal like uh like even the fact that like like a modern day example i don't you know people listening might have different beliefs about it but like Like, like, look right right now with COVID and the pandemic and all of that, like when this all hit the fan, everyone was told they have to wear masks every day and everyone is appalled. Now 90% of people are like, no, this is, this is normal. Whereas just because of overtime conditioning changes your physiology and your psychology. So it's like, no matter what it, what it is, like if a dog's been beaten its whole life and now it gets with owners that love it, it feels awkward not being beaten. You know what I mean? So what was, so for for you, what was, what was the big, like eye opener when that you were like, like, oh, wow, this is bad. Like,
1: <laughs> oh, I, there's so, well, there's a lot, you know, there's, there's a lot to this. This is a really big deal uh, to me. And, and I think to anyone going, you know, working the, through this stuff, but um, the eye opener for me, I guess, you know, I would equate doing this inner work. I think of it as like, you, you ever watch one of those movies where it shows you the end mm. And then it says, you know, 20 years earlier, and it goes back and shows you. That's kind of what I felt like I was doing. It's kind of watching this movie of myself that I was starring in, but I was just really playing a role that was written for me. You know, it was just kind of, you know, my childhood and things that I had experienced my whole, you know, life from as far back as five years old, um... And uh coupled with the whole fat loss journey of me trying to like eat 900 calories and do keto paleo and every other thing I could think of to try to lose that last five or ten pounds to finally be happy you know all these things kind of were like a terrible trifecta of awful patterns that brought me to a real place of you know suffering and I didn't and but here's the real kicker I thought I was doing a good thing mm. I thought I'm just a super dieter I can I, I can do paleo and keto and low fat, no carb, all that. I could do all of it. And I was good at it. I could follow a program and I could, you know, re- restrict my calories. And I thought, well, what's so wrong with that? I'm being healthy. I really didn't see it as a problem until I couldn't, or, or I would lose that five or 10 pounds, maybe 15. I I could lose any, any amount of weight and I wouldn't be happy. The end didn't bring me happiness. So instead of realizing uh, hello, there's a problem here. <laughs> I thought, Oh, it must be five more, or maybe it's mm-hmm. 10 more, or, or maybe I just got to get more muscle, or maybe I got to lose a little bit more. Like, honestly, it's almost embarrassing for me to say that I didn't realize it. Cause now looking back, you know, you can see it a lot clearer, but I, I really didn't make the connection. And uh there was connections to be made. That's where where you came in. You kind of just gently tapped me on the shoulder in this dark little room. <laughs> I'm serious. And I have these visuals of you like tapping me on the shoulder in this really dark room and being like, yo, here, it's a flashlight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like look
1: around and see what's going on in here.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and, and so that's it's that's I'm gonna interrupt you really quick, and I want you to get back on that because I want to touch on that is the fact that like, that was it. Was you had in that analogy is perfect. Where I said, "Here's the flashlight. Now you find it." I didn't show you. You did not. That's, that's because it would not have had the same effect if I did show you.
1: No, I don't think it would have at all. I I, I don't know if you can remember, but some of our weekly calls, I used to walk around my neighborhood and and talk yeah. with you. And I'm like, I swear the neighbors must have thought I don't know who they thought I was talking to. But I would stop and my mouth would be hanging open, and I can remember <laughs> saying, I can remember saying to you. Jared, I did this, this, and this. And I realized this. Did you mean to do that? Was that something you did? <laughs> I'm not that good, man. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. yes, you actually are. And, and uh, you know, I was mystified by what was unfolding in front of me. And, you know, what I, what I realized was is that while I thought, so I, I came from a very abusive, chaotic, just dysfunctional home. Um, and I, you know, I was always told, you know, you're always, you're going to grow up and you're going to get fat and you're never going to amount to anything. You'll never get a college degree. You'll never do this, that, and some, you know, terrible things. And so one, one aspect of it was me saying, well, I'll never let that happen. I'll never let myself be unhealthy or unfit or, you know, overweight. Um, but also, um, you know, I grew up with a half brother who was born uh, mentally disabled and has ultimately become physically disabled in a wheelchair and it was very relevant in my childhood that he couldn't do the things I could do. He couldn't achieve the things I could achieve Um, and I think they were well-meaning things but it just became like this this cloud of guilt that I always felt I felt guilty in accomplishing anything but I also felt guilty not accomplishing anything because here I had opportunities he didn't have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and when I did accomplish something I felt guilty because he couldn't and it just it became a That's
0: situation dangerous
1: and very 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 dangerous which is why when I tell people Jared Hamilton saved my life like I could have lived a whole lifetime of this yeah and I I, I felt just immense guilt on so many different levels and layers um and I didn't realize it so ultimately I was dealing with you know not thinking I deserve to be happy. I didn't deserve to look a certain way. I didn't deserve to accomplish things. So I had all these things kind of working, you know, and the last component of that was I was also taught at a very, very young age to not show any emotion because if I showed emotion, then like shit got real in the house Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it fell apart, you know, and it was better for me to just keep quiet stay strong, say nothing, feel nothing, and just let things unfold and not have a part of it. And then I didn't get hit and I didn't get screamed at or whatever the case. So, you know, here I am avoiding emotions. Well, how would I do that? Well, I also don't want to ever gain weight. So look, I guess I'll just extreme diet. You yeah. know, so, you know, now that, you know, seeing the, how the first 20 years of that movie played out, it's, it's, it's clear, but it took a long time and that movie was hard to watch.
0: I, I bet. And and that's the thing is, and again, thank you for being so open and vulnerable about this because like, I, I know basically because my DMs never empty. Um, a lot of people will listen to this and go, oh my, yeah, I'm, yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, that, yep. Yeah, that's me. That's me. That's me. Because like, I, I think people have this inherent belief that like, they're the only ones in this situation where like everyone it's, it's one of the reasons why like, I'm so vocal about me going to therapy and me working on my mental health because um, it's like every stigma around that with, with like big strong men that like whatever. And it's, it's because I know a lot of other dudes who like, I, I swear, I swear, it's like, it's, a, it's like, a, I swear it's like a superpower, but like, I feel like I just see right through people. Right. Like it's, and I know a lot of these big strong, like meat meatheads, And I'm like, bro, dude, you are broken as shit. And it's like I can just see right through it, and it's it's why. But but most of them people in every situation, like you with your struggles, guys with their struggles, you, whatever the the issue is, unworthiness, loneliness, who knows? Where it's like everyone feels like they're the only ones with that, and it's dangerous because it's like if you just realize these thousand other people struggled with it, you could get the help you need. You know, a hundred percent.
1: And I I have to second that. You do have a superpower. I'm just saying. <laughs> Putting that out there on the record um i I would be behind you always to say <laughs> he definitely does but um another part of that that really is is dangerous is that and for me for sure is I turned I had the the mental like strength to turn all of these things into and, and convince myself they were good things right i you know I convinced myself that not showing my emotions was being strong yep I'm
0: being strong and I'm going to, you know, plow through this. You're taking care of your family. You're yeah. Val- lots of validation.
1: Oh yeah. I made it. I made it a great thing. I, I mean, <laughs> and I, I did and I had no idea. I, I, and I, I, there's so many versions of me that I can look back on now and you know, the little me, you know, I just, I I had so many talks with with that little version of me Yeah,
0: inner child work. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And, and um, even the, the me that was here last year, you know, suffering through some, some trauma that I experienced as an adult Mm
2: -hmm. that I
1: just went straight back to my old patterns and I'll just not eat because I can control that. And I'm a good dieter and I'll just, in fact, when I first reached out to you, I was really hoping that you were going to give me some Extreme really oh yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Well, I mean I know I can't I can't say that I (laughs) thought that then, but now looking back, I was expecting this guy knows what he's talking about, he's gonna give me and
0: I think you like a bodybuilder or something.
1: I I didn't even know, just I wanted you to give me some ridiculous program to follow so that I could distract myself with it. That's Mm. really what all that came down to. Um, and you know, you didn't. You were so chill and so cool, but I knew immediately. When I talked to you on the phone, like this, this person is, is, (laughs) (laughs) and I, you were just like my people. Like I just, it was a good vibe. And I knew that you cared about me. And I, um, you had me. I, this is another thing I always say, Jared Hamilton, he had me at Meditate. (laughs) 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 This is a a good, you said to me on our very first phone call. I went through all this stuff with you and we were going back and forth with all my, my issues and whatever it was. And just at the end of the conversation, you said I was telling you about my anxiety and you said, Hey, very, very casually. You said, Hey, have you ever tried meditating? And I said, Oh, you know, no, I haven't. I I've always thought of doing that. I've always wanted to, it sounds like something I could use, but I don't know how to do it right. I've never researched how to do it. Mm -hmm. And you just said, you know what? I'm going to shoot you over a song take a, listen to it, just see what you think, yeah. just sit and listen to it. And I said, okay. So I got home and you sent me the song straight away and I opened up the message and it was, the song was in the kitchen. This will destroy you. That was the name of the song.
0: I, 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 okay. I that, that, that song is still on my meditation playlist. Me um, and, <laughs> uh, and for people listening, the song isn't a guided meditation. It's literally just a very Zen yoga vibe music song. I don't know why it's named that. I don't know anything. A lot of the meditation songs or the the very Zen songs are really weird names. They're just like called Cloud or something stupid. Well,
1: that one was exceptionally odd. Yeah. Because when I read it, I thought, "What? This guy's e- either crazy or a genius." I, never,
0: I so uh, I never even thought about the name. I had no, so people listening, I, this is the first I've heard of this right here, this yeah, part. Yeah, um, really and, uh, but I never thought about the name of it. I just knew that song I like to use when I meditate because it just, it's very neutral and it like drowns out my dogs barking. Like that's literally it.
1: It's amazing. I, I, I ha- so I, I said, he's, he's, he's a lunatic or he's a genius <laughs> 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 and I've got to find out which one it is. So I totally both. <laughs> Yeah. Out of sheer curiosity, I went and I listened to it. And when I was done, I was moved to tears. Literally, Mm -hmm. I stood up and I said, I actually feel better. And I feel I felt something I hadn't felt. I'm going to cry. I felt (laughs) I hadn't felt in a really long time. And that was like a little bit of
0: peace. Interesting. And
1: um, it was foreign to me. Cause I even That's said, awesome.
0: what, what am I feeling right now? What is Why the this- fuck did this do this? Cause, cause the thing is, especially for people listening, the song didn't do that. It was the reason you felt that is because you actually sat down undistracted with your thoughts and your own self. The song uh, it was just, is at this point it's irrelevant. It's just, it was, it was the catalyst that got you to sit with yourself.
1: Totally. And I still listen to that song every day. Yeah. By the way, I added to it, and I have more of those songs. But I, it, it means something to me, like that song is so important to me. <laughs> I love and, it. Yeah, and I, I just, you know, that was how it started. And I thought, okay, now now we're getting now we're getting to some things. And as soon as that happened, and I started, um, I literally did everything you said. If you if you recommended a book, I read it. If you said watch this video, I watched it because I felt like there was always like. Just that one thing that was just like that song, I kept looking for that one more just thing. Just one
0: thing away. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, like that uh that quarter game at the at the uh <laughs> just one more quarter and the oh right. I'm gonna Who's come. One? Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. Like I just kept putting quarters in the machine and waiting for that whole bulldozer thing to come and knock them yep. all down. Like I just and I just knew it was around the corner. I felt it. Mm. And so I just kept going and and journaling became Magical for me, like I I would just write stuff how I was
0: feeling, and out would come some crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. This is why. This is the reason why. Like, to be honest, I could like we talked about. Like, and you gave the just the analogy was is amazing. Like, I just gave you a flashlight, right, to look. It's because I couldn't tell you what to see. It's why a therapist doesn't even tell you what to see because there's it's it's literally that that's such an amazing analogy. Is you're in a room full of shit. And you don't know, that it's it's pitch black and all you have is like, oh, there's a quarter, there's a light, there's, a, oh, there's another flashlight, here's this, it's where, because I, I believe, you know, whatever anyone else believes is, you know, whatever their thing, but like, we all have this guidance in like internally, whether you want to call that God, the universe, your intuition, whatever you want to call it, but we all have this internal, internal like direction pointer And when you actually sit and listen to that, it's like, oh, this is your issue right now. Why don't we sit with this feeling of anxiety? Then that's three steps on the map. Then it's like you handle that. Then you go, oh, what's this thing? And then it's and then one thing leads to another. And before you know it, you're fucking miles into the woods of your own self discovery. You know what I mean? That that's why we can't like when everyone's like, well, what's the? It's why I'm not the biggest fan of all guided meditations because it's I want something in here to guide you. I don't want you know, Jared, cause I've thought about making my own guided meditations for people like where I'm actually doing the audio, where I'm telling you what to think about, but it's still like Kyle Cs talks about this where he's like, it, it, it kind of, it can be a distraction. Whereas like so many people need to meditate and not feel relaxed. So many people need to meditate and have a panic attack and throw a hissy fit and their old self goes, fuck. Finally, you decided to listen to me, you know?
1: Absolutely. I I would agree with that 100% because I think if you would have given me a guided meditation, I would have kept asking, am I doing it right? Am Mm -hmm. I doing it right? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Am I supposed to think? And I would have been distracted by trying to do exactly what you wanted me to do as opposed to wherever my mind would have went, which was all all it was, was listening to that song and just having a feeling of peace Mm -hmm. And and realizing that was foreign. That was a foreign feeling.
0: Mm hmm. Well, because I, I remember specifically the first thing that made me want to like when we well, like I remember is it was you were it was when you were telling me like the only way I think we were talking about sleep or something or maybe been talking about your anxiety. And you said that you 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 would drink every night. I and should. that's when I was like, hey, how about we journal and I want you to just try this. And because you used to, because right, you used to drink in order to get your brain to shut up. And that's what started this conversation around meditation and journaling about like, instead of numbing your brain, how about we just like take an emotional dump onto paper and now we don't have to do that. And it, and it ended that for you, right?
1: Oh, totally. I still have, well, I didn't just for clarification, <laughs> I didn't drink that much, sure. <laughs> but I, I would have a drink or two at night just to, like you said, calm my, calm my nerves, calm myself down. yeah. I have heart conditions and other medical stuff that prevents me from taking like prescription sleep medication and that kind of thing. So that just took the edge off, but I hated doing it. I mean, it had calories I didn't want, and it also seemed silly. Like, and then I thought to myself, what am I going to do? I'm going to end up an alcoholic. Like, I can't, I can't, this can't be my fix. Um, But like you said, when I started just When you, you always use that term emotional dump, which is hysterical. And I laughed my head off, but I did it where I would journal and I would literally flush the toilet. Like it's gone. It's over.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I love that.
1: Yeah. And, and hearing that would just like remind me, like, just let it go. But now I journal like a maniac. I journal in the morning.
0: Mm -hmm. I'll journal all day long. No, it's, it's because. It's you, you, the reason is you've gone from such a place of like your safe place. Your grounding was suppression. You were as a child rewarded for suppression. All this stuff is your, you would just like your, your second nature was suppression. Like we talk about a lot, like the mind craves what's familiar. That's why sabotage happens is because we're more familiar with sabotage with that version of ourselves than that version of ourselves. So we just drift to whatever's most familiar. And if suppression was your coping mechanism and your familiar now you've just replaced it with like now journaling and, and holding space and allowing emotions to be felt is your grounding, which is why you're a fucking different person.
1: <laughs> I totally. <I'm> a, <laughs> it's it's, it's a, everything about me is different. I look different because I feel different yeah. Not because I lost weight. I, the whole weight loss thing just kind of got lost because I'm thinking, okay, I, I got a lot of stuff to do here. <laughs> like, there's, I got a lot of things to deal with. The scale can go up, down, sideways. Like, I, I, Jared, could you just handle that? And yeah. I'm going to work on this other yep. stuff because it seems so much more important. But um, yeah, back to the drinking. I definitely stopped immediately and I never touched it again. I still have the bottle, which is like half full that I haven't touched in a year and a half.
0: I love that. And and that and, and that's the thing is a lot of people still have this misconception of like inner work and fat loss still have to be separate. Whereas you've been able to over like let's say the past like eight to let's say six to twelve months or whatever the dates, the timeline's been. Whereas is a lot of people I know that are listening, they're like, wait, so while she's doing this inner work, did she get fat because she wasn't in diet mode? But I want. I wanted you to touch on this. Is a lot of people that reach out to me, and I'm sure that probably reach out to you, are in the place you were when we started. Like we were like I, like when I shared your before and afters of the reverse diet, um, I got messages of like, "Is this fucking real?" Like sh- she was eating sub a thousand calories a day, and somehow she eats almost two thousand now, and she's leaner and lighter. And people are like blown away, but like. I know that's that's easy to say is hey, it's not sustainable. Let's eat more, the science behind reverse dieting. But like I want you to talk a little bit about how that felt when you were doing it, because I know because of old conditioning of having to starve and having to do trendy stuff, is it probably felt like death to your brain. Your brain was probably in panic mode about I'm gonna get fat, I'm gonna get fat, I'm gonna get fat. Talk about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That that was the case every day. I was scared. I but I was more scared of not addressing the emotional stuff that was going on because I realized how, how, um, how much I was suffering yeah. and I wanted more of that peaceful feeling, but, um, I, I definitely was scared. I didn't like getting on the scale because it, it, I had always had scale anxiety, you know, because I was using it wrong. I'd get on it one week and see that it was up or down and be devastated, walk away and not come back for two weeks or whatever the case. So I hated getting on the scale. I hated taking pictures of myself, progress pictures measure the whole thing just was awful (laughs) (laughs) awful. and I'm like I just don't want to do it but that that it it made me know that I had to do it and I and I remember saying to you early on like you can't I can't ask you for help but not give you the the data you need to help me like that's foolish like I can't say hey can you help me to lose these 10 pounds or whatever it is what I'm not going to tell you how much I weigh now. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. how <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what my measurements are. Like I, I that just seemed crazy to me. So I, I had to do it. So I forced myself to do it. And you had assured me that if once you do it, that's how you overcome it. And I trusted you. I did. I put a hundred percent trust in, into you because I just knew that you cared enough.
2: Mm-hmm. I just
1: felt that that you cared enough about like me as a person and an individual to, to, to steer me in the right direction. I knew you wanted me to succeed as much as I wanted to succeed. And that, that meant a lot to me. And so I, I, um, I did it. And also with how I looked at it logically, like you had said to me one time, you know, T.L., just use logic, talk yourself out of it with logic. And I kept that in my head, literally. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for for the whole time I would hear your voice saying that, and uh, yes, I was hearing voices, <laughs> and they were okay. Just, we all should hear voices. It's fine. <laughs> that's, <laughs> hey, that's even better.
0: I know. That's even better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, I would say, you know, when you would tell me, okay, we're going to go from one thousand calories, we're going to now start eating eleven 1, hundred calories, and at first that really scared me. Because that,
0: because like the option of going to like 15, you wouldn't have like, that would have petrified you.
1: Oh, yeah. I would have said no. Yeah. But, but the number, the big, large number, now I'm going to eat 1,100 calories a day. Like that scared me. But what I ultimately ended up doing through our talks and, and, and you know, logic was okay, I'm going to eat a yogurt. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> this is a fucking granola bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> like,
1: why am I scared of this yogurt? <laughs> like yeah. it, it's just a yogurt. But mm. the, the thing was, is like reducing my calories felt so extreme. You're starving. Yeah. So of course, if you're if you're going to reverse that, you think you're, you must going to be, you, you know, about to explode, you know, it just feels like it's going to be a lot, but really when you take a look at it logically and, say to yourself, okay, it's, it's a yogurt. I could eat a yogurt. I could Mm -hmm. do it. And one yogurt at a time, I got all the way up to 2000 calories a day. And I ate a lot of awesome things that I had been missing.
0: Well, I remember, I remember there was a talk you and I had where, um, you'd made a lot of progress. you were up to like 15, 1600 calories, but then you were having this hesitancy around birthday cake. And I'm like, is it, it was, it was either your birthday or one of your, or like your kid's birthday. Yeah. And I'm like, you go have fucking cake. As soon as we get I off the fucking, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, it was either yours. I couldn't remember if it was either you or one of your, or like your kids, but yeah, it was, it was, you were like petrified to have cake. And I'm like, in no realm, is it okay to be scared of cake? Yeah. And then you messaged me like that night. You're like, I had cake. I didn't feel guilty and I ate it and it was great. And I'm like, welcome to how this is supposed to be.
1: Like, yeah. I was worried about not tracking it. Yeah. Cause I'm like, how am I going to track? I would, I was like, even if I want to eat it, I, how will I track this? How will I put, and I, and I like, imagine my, you know, weekly check-in and my number, my track and, like having this missing number. I, I didn't, I have to, you know, I'm such a work in progress. Like I had, it never, you know, I made a lot of big, uh, you know, strides and a lot of progress, but it's kind of like, um, you know, filling up your, your car with gas. Like you don't just fill it up once and keep on driving. Like yeah. you got- Keep an eye on the gauge. And sometimes I got to all the way down to E.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> I, but you you usually you don't wait till the gas lights on to get filled up. You you like quarter of a tank. You're like, I should probably fill up soon. You know?
1: Yeah. So I got, I got, I got to check in with myself probably like daily. Good. Because what, you know, what, one of the times I was, uh, something happened and I was super stressed out and I hadn't eaten all day. So I had, you know, and it was at a time when we were around 1600 calories and I um was thinking, I'm just, I, I'm too stressed out. I can't eat. just gonna have to understand my calories are gonna be <laughs> really low. I did. <laughs> 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 and uh and then I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I am I'm I'm doing this on purpose. I'm stressed out and it's nothing to do with food. And I went downstairs and I literally ate all my calories. So I'm like, I'm not yeah. letting this happen to me.
0: I love and that. There, that's amazing. There were
1: cookies involved and cake. And <laughs> I just made sure I hit it because I was not going to let that happen again. Well,
0: because that, that wasn't, a that wasn't because I want people listening to understand that what you did was not a binge. That was you actually being really, because most people binge because that's the old pattern. Your old pattern was to starve yourself. Mm-hmm. So you said, no, like we talk about, the body teaches the mind what to think. So instead of giving into the old addiction of, starving, you go, no, I'm going to go eat on purpose. Now well, actually, which is going against old programming. I, I want to make sure people know that that wasn't you just like upset and binging. That was you going, no, I'm, I'm scared to have my calories, but I, I know that's wrong. So I'm going to force myself to realize it's okay.
1: That's right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And it's, I think with, you know, there's, there's a lot of similarities between restricting and binging, Yeah, but there's also a very distinct difference in that, at least as far as, you know, my experience goes with, with restricting, you can really easily make it feel like a good thing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And where, whereas I I can assume, you know, with binging, you, you know, you, you see what you ate and you're, it's
0: evident that it's like, it was a bad move. I, um, I did, I did the same thing when I used to, so there was a period of time back when I thought I was a bodybuilder that I struggled with with some binge eating, but um, what I struggled with most that actually carried with me for a very long time was my emotional productivity. So, in the same way, you, you it was hard for you to recognize <clears throat> that you're you're emotionally restricting because it was like, oh, I'm dieting, this is a good thing, and it's not as blatantly evident. It's like not as as overeating. I would do the same thing with being uh, ambitious and pro- productive. I would be like, I'd be anxious. And I'm like, I'm not supposed to feel this. So I'd stay up till three in the morning doing content right. Or I would like, I actually, the beginning stages of my business, I built from a really fucked up place, mm-hmm. which created cool results, which is why it was so dangerous, just like with you restricting. So I think people really need to understand is like really looking at the reason why what's driving behavior, because if, re- if yeah, restricting caused cool fat loss results, but it's for wrong reasons. It's, it's it's in the same way with me. It caused some. I made money. Like I I built my business. I I started my business off, but it was with bad intentions of like no, I'm I'm going to stay up till three in the morning doing all this stuff, and I'm not going to sleep, and I'm going to like feel guilty every time I feel anxious or whatever. And it's it's all that's very dangerous. Whenever it's in, it almost causes good to happen. You know, right.
1: And I think it's important for people to. Realize that's what the inner work is is finding out why you're doing what you're doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's just pausing and and looking around and say, like, and i I would have to still to this day, I have to say to myself, this feeling that I'm having has nothing to do with food, yeah, it literally has nothing to do with food.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I'm just, you know, punishing myself for. Whatever this emotion, you know, for feeling sure. like this emotion, so I got to go feel it. And and then now, uh, you created a monster <laughs> 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 because now I tell everyone how I'm feeling all the time. Good, like oh, you should. Oh my gosh, I you know, my whole life transformed in that. You know, a lot of people, a lot of places, a lot of things had to go because
2: mm-hmm.
1: they were. Sur- I, I was living in survival mode, and they were you know serving some purpose in survival mode for me, yeah. but in healing mode they did not belong
2: mm. and
1: I had to, you know, it was sad. And I, I, I remember messaging you one day saying, is it supposed to feel so lonely? Because I had to really just empty out the whole, you know, my whole outer world, you yeah. know, friends and, and places, but had to happen. And I, well, and- it,
0: it's not just that either. You'd never been alone. You'd never been made it okay to it's what, it's why you had such profound experiences with meditating is because you'd never been alone. You would always suppress being alone or it's why most people listening, their brains won't shut up when it's bedtime because they've been busy all day. And the one day they, the one five minutes before bed they have alone is they're like on their, on Facebook or they won't sit in silence. You know what I mean? It's, 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 I think people forget like part of this game is getting to the point where you love being by yourself. It's so
1: true. And, and even like when, um, if I didn't have anything, uh, currently to stress and worry about, I would have friends who would constantly send counseling and I would, sub, you know, just submerge myself into their problems and fix mm. all their stuff.
0: You would but, find the, it's, 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 it's interesting. And I, it's, I want to, I really want to stay here is because it, it's, it's fascinating because that's the addiction is to like finding it. If you get rid of your problem. Well, now you, if you're, but you're addicted to, let's say drama or negativity or busy, busyness or chaos or whatever. Now you just, now you literally subconsciously go find it, which is yeah. dangerous. So it's why a negative person gets rid of like their husband or whatever. They go find another addiction. It's like the person that like uses their last bit of cocaine. It's like, I need more cocaine. And they go find the addiction somewhere else.
1: Yeah. And, but, and then again, though, it was another one of those things where I'm helping people. Like, how can it be bad? <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. here I'm, I'm being strong for myself and I'm being strong for my friends and I'm help, being helpful. And they really appreciated a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But but ultimately when it came down to it and I needed support and in, in the shape of space or whatever it was, they just, they weren't, they weren't down for it. You know, mm-hmm. they, they were, they were more uh, a selfish group of people I would say. So, you know, I had, I had to make some changes, but it, which was very scary, but right on the other side of that, was a whole ton of that peaceful feeling, like yeah, tons. That's awesome. Yeah, it's super exciting.
0: (laughs) So let me ask you this. So did you ever, so we've talked about before, progress with this kind of stuff is percentage-based, right? You don't go from light on struggling to light off struggle. It's almost more of like a percentage where it's like, you're 100% struggle, now you're 95% struggle. Now you're 80% struggle, now you're 75, where people get like they're making crazy progress, but they feel like they're not. It's because every day is like, it's just one tick. It's like the whole analogy of if you throw a frog into boiling water, it jumps out. But if you put it in cold water, then slowly turn the heat up. He will boil alive and not know it. It's the same thing is because incremental changes we get conditioning to. So which has been nothing what you've done. You went from 100% down way down to here. But at what point did you it hit you and you're like, I'm not scared of food. I don't care about the scale. I'm literally not scared to eat more calories now. I'm asking Jared if I can eat more calories. <laughs> like, <laughs> at what point did, I, I, did did that hit you? Where it's like, you know how like like as a parent, you'll like watch your kid grow, and then you go, "When the fuck did you turn 14? Yeah, it, when did that happen for you with this stuff? Mm. Going from panic to holy shit, I'm doing some good work.
1: Uh, I have to say it happened every day, you know, a little thing every day. And 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 the key for me personally was to write that down. Like you had told mm. me, you know, write down your wins, write when you're having a good up day, you know, and you're in a peak state, write that down so you can read it. And I still have all those those letters or notes or whatever, you know, lists of things. that. And, um, you know, I just had to keep reminding myself, um, look what I did. You know, I, I stopped drinking at night to fall asleep. I lost all kinds of weight, eating more food. Like I I just kept looking at what I had done the day before. Mm. And, you know, it just, and it just kept adding up and adding up and adding up. And I can't say there was like one day, but, you know, when I would write those, those little notes to myself of things I had accomplished, my wins, um, I I would look at it a lot and I would be like, wow, I actually did that. I did that. Yeah. I couldn't believe I did that.
0: I love that. It's it, we talk about like um, your. Uh, it, it's like we always hear like the corny terms like celebrate your non-scale victories or or you know focus keep your mind right and positive. Like those are such overused terms, but people don't understand. I think we've had the RAS conversation uh, probably several times. Is um, the reticular activating system right? The thing that tells you like if you bought a blue car, you see blue cars everywhere. You bought. Uh, a minivan. Now you see every minivan on the road. Like now, because of my dogs, I see every pit bull known to man. I might see a tail going down an alley, but I'm like pit bull three o'clock. Like, <laughs> but what that did was you programmed because you're like looking at these things every day. You're looking at your wins, you're looking at the validation, the proof ultimately, because when you have proof, faith isn't required. That's right. Right. Um, faith required a little bit. You're like, I hope it's fucking works. But then as soon as you had data in front of you, faith isn't required. You're like, it's proof. It's It's like if I came in here and Remy was on the ceiling, I would like, oh, what I thought about gravity must not be true. Like if Remy's on the ceiling, it's you had proof and then faith wasn't required. And then your your RAS validated that every day. It's like, oh, you're also winning here. You're winning here. You're winning here. You're winning here. And it's 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 amazing.
1: Yeah, I don't think you ever verbalized to me like do this and you'll you know, get on the scale every day and then eventually you'll be okay with it. I don't think we ever had that conversation, but I knew I had to give you those numbers. Yeah. I did it. And then as I'm giving you my numbers and checking in, I'm like, wow, look at this. My weight just went down, you know, whatever it was a half a pound and I ate a ton of food, more food last night. Like I, it was proof to me, like you said, I was proving to myself that the scale only is a tiny little portion of it. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, you know, and I, but I, I don't want to make it sound like it was super easy. And, 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 right. you know, I never had, I never had slip ups, because I was like, literally climbing up the side of a hill. <laughs> <laughs> and every now and again, I'd slide back down, and then I'd get back up. But um, I, you, the, the, the weight part of it was super scary, and sometimes really boring, and not doing anything. And I was so used to extreme, like, there's, I, I need to be doing something extreme. This mm. isn't extreme enough. You know, I questioned it a lot in the beginning. Yeah. And so um, how'd you
0: overcome that? So like, like in those dark moments of questioning and fear, because again, it's because it goes completely against your old conditioning, because this is where most people are that are, that are listening are at. They're like, okay, I know I have to do these things. This is what Jared's saying. This is what TL saying, but I'm scared shitless to eat more than 900 calories. I'm scared shitless to do all these things I feel internal friction about. So like for you, what made, was it the fact that you're just like, I know I have to, or what, like, what caused you to like push through that anyway?
1: Uh, well, a couple of things. The first thing that comes to mind is that I told myself I had given so much of my time, energy, blood, sweat, and tears to the wrong thing. Mm. The wrong things. I went months and months without eating a carb. Yeah. you know, I, once and I eliminated entire food groups. I, I mean, I, I really was extreme and, and I did it well. <laughs> and so if I, <laughs> if I could do that, if I could give all of that time and attention to the wrong things for so many years, I owed it to myself mm-hmm. to try putting that same effort into the right thing. Cause this that is I,
0: ridiculously I, logical.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> like. it's the truth. I mean, I, I said that to myself, like, dude you you like i talk to myself all the time and good you also did that to me <laughs> 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 your voice is in my head my voice is coming out but i said to myself like i i i i've done way way harder things than than this mm. and you proved to me early on we proved to me you know together we proved that this there was there was there was, there was this was valid there was there was a lot there was Truth to what you were telling me, and and I was seeing results, so I had to keep going. I just I wanted to see it through to the end, and I wanted to do a good job at it because that's my nature. And I wanted to be um, successful at it, and I just knew that there was at the end of it. I just knew there was so much um, emotional healing happening. I, I just wanted more of it, and and mm. and with that came naturally the ability to you know add more food. Like it just seemed. Also, once you stop eating nine hundred calories a day, your, your mind is a little clearer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just a little bit.
1: You can sleep better. Your workouts are better, and hair quits falling out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so many things—physical things, emotional things. It is so uh, tightly woven together that that you don't even realize. But you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm so much happier. Imagine how exhausting it is mentally and physically to not sleep, under eat, constantly worry, suppress your emotions. Like that is a horrible, horrible prison to be in.
0: Yeah. Here's the fucked up part. Kind of like in this, you know, puts a really nice bow on this. Most people don't, because we talked about this in the beginning. Most people don't know they're there. That's like a fish wandering around trying to find the water. It's like, bro, you're in the water. Like, how can you escape that if you don't know you're trapped in it? Jared has to give you a flashlight. <laughs> That's right. So, so here's this. Here, and here's, here's my last question, and we'll we'll wrap this up. Um, so, let's say so. So, your advice to someone who's there, and it's they're they're doing this on their own. They're like, okay, literally everything you said is me. I'm in that prison. What the fuck do I do to get out of it?
1: Well, realize first that you don't know what you don't know. You know, there's things about even yourself that you don't realize are happening. And I think you owe it to yourself and to the people that love you to find out what those things are.
2: Mm.
1: You know, if you're if you're unhappy, like I don't know anybody that is restricting their calories and suppressing their emotions. That's super happy. Like so if you can if you're experiencing unhappiness, there, there, there are there are ways to address it and don't expect them to be um, extreme. You know, because I know at one point I said to myself, okay, dude, I am suffering something fierce here. Mm. I'm crying. I'm, you know, I was a, I was a mess. And you want me to, to listen to this song and write some stuff down in a book and that's going <laughs> to, that? like, okay, okay. <laughs> 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 initially i'm just being honest initially yeah. i was like i don't think so i i need yeah. some surgical brain procedure
0: <laughs> i want i want that risk i want that restrictive diet that, you, that i was hoping to get <laughs> yeah like i
1: mean it, it because the pain of it feels so extreme the fix must be also extreme that's kind mm. of what i thought and as i realized it's not extreme but it's you know, it's just as important. Sure. You have to feel extreme to be effective. I think that's one thing that, um, you know, knowing that going in, uh, it would be super helpful to someone. But, and just, you know, it's not a, it's not, you know, a a quick thing. You know, it's a, it's a lifelong thing. I'm never going to be done. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I talked about early about that movie that I was in, that I was just playing a role and I I was, I was not awake really.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: and and now I'm writing a whole new movie and I'm starring in it and I'm producing it. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all those, you know, this is my movie and I feel like everyone can write their own movie and star in their own movie, you know, and be, you know, all the things that they want to be, there's freedom on the other side of this fear. Like it's just a feeling of freedom and around food and around emotions. And you just, there's just to trust. Um, And I guess if you don't love yourself enough to do it, like, uh, I heard this. Someone said this on one of Ed Milet's pod- podcasts recently. She said, "If you don't love yourself enough at the time to do it, then find someone who loves you." Yep, it's a great and episode. That, yeah, and that just hit me hard. And 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 boy, did I did that stick stick with me. And I just think that's such great advice. Mm-hmm. Because there's people that love you that that want to see you happy. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, think of them and and love yourself like they love you. See yourself through their eyes. I think that's what she yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, And, um, you know, I just I think that doing the work, enjoy the work, you know it kind of blindsided me <laughs> <Like> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know like i always joke if like a couple of fbi agents knocked on my door and said hey just so you know we've been doing like a decade long uh, study on you and we hired this guy jared hamilton <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> to trick you into fixing your emotional issues by making you think you were losing weight <laughs> i'm
0: not that, i couldn't i'm not that good of a liar like i, I would be I, like
1: oh my god that makes so much sense
0: <laughs> nope uh I, I'm 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 not that good of a liar.
1: I know that I'm teasing, but I, that's how mystified I was by it because I signed up to to lose the last five or ten pounds, and and that was going to make me happier, so I thought. And what I did was I made myself happy for the rest of my life, I love also that.
0: losing some fat, but um, right. <laughs> prepared while to- eating two thousand fucking calories per day. 2, <laughs>
1: like- I mean, oh my gosh, how exciting is that? Like, wow. I mean, to give
0: perspective wise too, is you're not a very big human. Like with, for people that ha- aren't seeing this audio, you're like, you're, you're like an overgrown Barbie doll. You're, 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 you're a, a sm- like, how tall are you?
1: I'm five foot one and three quarters.
0: Yeah. Like you're, you're like, <laughs> like, okay. I would tower you and that's saying something. Cause your boy short as shit. Like I oh, would yeah. tower you. So, uh, Cause most women in your place think they just have to starve and you're not. Yeah. But anyway, so.
1: that actually that's a good point though. That that actually does come into play because you think, well, I'm short. So it's way harder to lose weight. And if you gain at five or 10 pounds, it shows up and there's all those little things that you hear in the gym and learn and think mm-hmm. that are true. But honestly, you know, you can, it, it, it really is irrelevant that part because yep. my height, yes. Two, well, 2000 calories a day is, is a lot for, for my, little
0: person self. <laughs> well, there's a lot, I know a lot of people who are very small, petite, like women who and stereotypically don't have the, the You most, most five foot 120 pound girls are like ready to starve themselves in general. But like so many people just assume that, or most people assume because they're 60, their metabolism. So most people say, Oh, my thyroid has an issue. So I'm going to assume like, let's not assume any of that yet. Okay. It might be a factor later on, but for the time being, let's assume that's not the case because I find out, find more times than not that that's not happening. Like I have a, a lady I work with right now that she literally, she's like a normal middle-aged woman and she eats close to 4,000 calories a day and loses weight. But if she would start off with my fitness pal, it would tell her 1200, I have her like 3,500 calories a day and she's losing weight like a pound a week, like a champ. And it's, but most people just assume because of my medical condition, my height, my age, they just go straight to what's the most extreme possible. And that's just not okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, there it's, it's very individual. So, you know, you can't really listen to what everyone else is doing. Um, but once you, once you figure out what works for you, it actually works. Like you have to, you'll see for yourself that it actually works. And it's not, um, I think we want to tell ourselves it's my thyroid, it's my age, it's my height, it's my this, because you've tried seemingly tried every single other thing. Yep. And it definitely feels that way, but no, that's what I meant. when I started off by saying, you don't know what you don't know, you got to realize that you actually weren't trying Mm -hmm. every single thing. I thought I was, (laughs) I did. I thought I was doing everything I could do. I was working out five days a week, sometimes seven, not taking any rest days, crazy amounts of cardio. I don't even do cardio. (laughs) I mean, I I walk, but I don't, I don't spend hours, you know, running and climbing around on things because I want to burn more calories. You know?
0: <laughs> Good. I love that. Yeah. So awesome.
1: I guess if somebody listening was thinking like, you know, how, how do I do this? You, you do it by, you know, trusting the process, doing the work, and knowing that on the other side of it, it will be an amazing feeling of peace and freedom. And think to yourself, it might just be as simple as, meditating and writing in a journal it could be what if it is don't you have yep. to find out
0: <laughs> literally the last podcast i did was meditating and journaling 101 for fat loss like this is episode two of, no i'm sorry it was two episodes i think this will be 203 uh, and so episode 201 was meditating and journaling for fat loss it's like there you go there's your answer
1: <laughs> and you don't have to do it though you don't have to be perfect no there's no perfection you taught no. me that early on too. You, yeah. you you shook me awake to the fact that I am not, in fact, a perfectionist. <laughs> is
0: <Protectionism's> lazy. So <laughs>
1: right. yeah, well, that was a big one. But you, it you don't have to be perfect at meditating to, to meditate. You don't have to be perfect at journaling to journal. It's, it's it's literally as simple as listening to a song and picking up a pen. I call it my magic pen because whenever I pick yep. it up, stuff comes out.
0: Yeah. It's the equivalent of like someone like, I'm going to go to the bathroom, but I'm afraid I won't poop perfectly. It's like, (laughs) just sit down and it will come out just the way it's supposed to. It's fine. Like,
1: yeah. And just don't expect it to be quick. Don't expect it to be exciting, but expect it to work. That's it. And I'm, I'm just so grateful that I had the opportunity to, to to do this with you, like to to achieve this. My life is 1000% transformed.
0: I love it. Well, the, 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 feeling is likewise, so I'm just grateful to be a part of it. So, but thank you so much for doing this. Um, like this, this is, I, I didn't even like, I, I swear. I didn't even look at my notes. Like I made like a half ass, like five or not half ass. I made like a couple things I wanted to make sure like to touch on, but we touched on them anyways. And I literally don't even think I looked at my notes once. So um, <laughs> like, look at that. Well, I don't know why you had notes. I'm the one talking. So <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: but because I wanted, I, I was seeing well, that goes back to my old habits. I want to make sure I, I said everything perfectly and I sure. want just the right words. I want to, if if I can help somebody achieve yeah. what I have achieved, it would mean the world to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I, I feel like I know the secret Yeah, and I want everyone to know the secret.
0: Yep. I love it. Awesome girl. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Jared.
0: All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. It means a ton to me for real, especially these longer podcasts, like these more full length episodes that are a little bit longer. Uh, it, it just means a lot for you to sit down and and listen and give that kind of attention and energy to something like this. Uh, and I really appreciate it. I know if you stuck around, you got a lot of value from Terry Lynn's story. And I hope it helped you like change your perspective around this stuff and the way that you think about it. And, you know, hopefully diving into this stuff around getting your own inner world fixed and taking care of. Um here's the thing. If you need help with this stuff, like if you if your story sounds a lot like Terry Lynn's and it just resonates with you and you're like, okay, I would like to get that kind of help around, you know, not being scared to eat, my relationships with food, the scale, uh dieting from the inside out, the the whole psychology piece to fat loss. If that's something that you struggle with and need help with, I'm telling you, apply for coaching. Right. You can apply the link in my bio and work with either myself or my team. And it's it's one of those things where Like imagine if, if, if you just keep what you're doing and struggling with going for the next 20 years, right? I don't mean this wrong, but I work with a lot of people who have been struggling since they were 13 and they are now in their forties, fifties, and sixties. But imagine if you would have just gotten the help in like year one, right? Imagine like Terry Lynn and I just had like our year mark of working together and she's like, she's not even the same person at all. But imagine like if, when it comes to this stuff, if you don't get the help that you need with this stuff. And then you just keep replaying the same story and the same results over and over and over again versus like I work with a lot of people who have been literally fighting the same 30 pounds for 30 years, but imagine getting the right help and getting this shit figured out in year one. Then you can thrive the rest of your life versus suffer with this stuff. So if you need help with this, by all means, apply for coaching. The link's in the description. You can, uh, or just hop on my website, hamiltontrain.com, and there's a the the apply for coaching button. Um, and I'm telling you it'll make a difference. So, but only do it if it feels right. I don't, if if this is something you're not ready for, by all means, do not pull the trigger. But if you are like, no, I'm ready for this. And this is a no brainer. Then I I would love to help. So um, thank you so much for tuning into the episode. I really appreciate it. If you haven't yet, please review the podcast below. It means a ton to me. It helps our algorithm side of iTunes and whatnot. Um, But yeah, otherwise, thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you next time.